So, Kevin, yeah, like you were just saying here, overall, before we get into the snowfall, before we get into the ice grater, you're new to the position and you're really looking at things through a new lens. And overall, it sounds like the city is just looking at their bylaws, making sure their plowing and snow clearing bylaws are, you know, what they should be. Well, we're we're looking at opportunities to to make efficiencies within uh, the current bylaw systems, understanding the levels of uh, concerns that we're having from um, uh, internally within the organization and and from our customer base. So, um, you know, we we do receive you know many complaints when in every community I've been when you get your first snowfall of the year, um, and and it's no different here from anywhere else in in where I've been in Canada. Um, but we definitely have unique conditions here that that uh, that pose some challenges for us, and we need to see on how we can, um, you know, manage some of these challenges. Maybe there's new technology, maybe there's uh, better processes, and but we we have to make sure that we're fiscally responsible at the same time, and understand that you know um, every increase in level of service, there's an increase in cost. So. You know, we we are a full cost recovery. We're we're not a for profit, so therefore, you know, we we have to manage that within um, within the policies that are created. So we're definitely going to revisit policies and see what efficiencies we can create and maybe additional levels of service depending on what uh, what direction council would like us to go in. Are you able to touch on maybe just one or two of what those difficulties were? Maybe after the the first snowfall, like was it? Was it sidewalks or side streets or was it something more Well, specific? you know, I, I, I've seen bigger storms, um, but what made this storm quite unique is, um, especially for this area, there, there was approximately 35 centimeters of heavy snow that fell in a short period of time which shut down highways and, and, and basically rendered us as a recovery system, right? Trying to maintain main access routes, trying to take care of uh, the ability of handling through the priority system, which is, which is based on a provincial model uh, through the, to, through the uh, transportation standards. Um, and then, you know, if we look at a comparative over the, from January to uh, March until the snow left uh, in early this year, we had 55 centimeters of snow. So if we look at that, that's about 63% of snow fell in three to four days versus three-month period. Now, now saying that, saying that when you when you look at our averages that we have in Kenora, we we have I think I believe an average of um, I think about two hundred and four centimeters a year, right? We've had some you know uh, uh, lows of one hundred and forty three centimeters and some highs uh, back in two thousand and seventeen about two hundred and sixty five centimeters snow. But what made this very unique is that we didn't get a cold snap prior. Right. So, you know, that cold snap really uh, allows us, allows the ground to settle where, you know, your plows aren't jumping, you can grade gravel roads, the loose packed roads, which were some of the complaints. And it really limited our equipment's ability to go out there and remove some of the areas that normally wouldn't be a problem. Because you don't want to destroy your road base in order to remove snow, you have to find different techniques and different ways of doing that. Our bylaw uh, right now is, like I said, within the transportation guideline standards. And, uh, you know, it, it talks more about, 
you know, the time period that uh, after an event ends. We're going to have these roads cleared after an event ends. But it really doesn't define how we manage during an event. So those are some things that I can see that we can create some efficiencies because recovery is only one portion of what we do, right? And I think that individuals look at that bylaw and say, well, you're going to have it done in 24 hours. And, you know, they don't, uh, they, they don't really uh, grasp that it's 24 hours after the event or 48 hours after the event or understand what a collector road is or, or why these standards are put in place. So we're really going to make try to bring the bylaw down to a uh, um, a term or an understanding where the general public can understand it, and and not just the individuals that work with the regulations and laws and understand that. So we're we're going to put a uh, a lot of education, a lot of understanding, a lot of thought into the next bylaw. Okay, no, that sounds awesome. I'm sure people will really appreciate the uh, the clarity of it because even some of those terms you were throwing around there. I've read the bylaw and I don't know what they mean. Yeah, and that's you know we a lot of organizations. It's it's very technical uh, aspect of what we do. You know, individuals think that you know it's just removing snow. How hard can that be? Uh, there's rules. There's regulations. There's you know um, uh, there there's staffing limitations. How much, how long you can work people? How how you know you, you want to make sure your staff is safe, but you also you know you have to play and and make sure that you're adjusting these limits and adjusting on the fly, depending on the changes in these conditions and the rules and regulations. Uh, the rules and regulations are determined by you know the road classification, which can be determined by speed, uh, type of road the design, the width, all these parameters and engineering parameters go into the classifications of these roads. The amount of traffic that goes over the roads determine, you know, uh, where the priorities are. And we'd like to remove from a priority system to understand more of a holistic nature of why we do the things we do, right, rather than use more of, let's say, a an engineered type of explanation. We want, we want to explain the methodology. I, I think that it gives us a great opportunity uh, to revisit and ask the questions why. Um, uh, since, I've, since I've been here, um, I, I tend to feel like I'm a third, uh, third grader um, asking why for everything. Um, because you, you, when you come from you know different organizations and, and you have different experiences, it's not that we're doing things wrong. It's just I want a uh, I want a good explanation of why, uh, and and we're and we're questioning the the norm, and you know that sometimes takes time, and 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 there's always a rate uh, or there's always a decision or, or an explanation of why they made the decision, and it's just dissecting that and make sure we have clarity of you know why we do it, and if we change it, we're not changing it just to change it, we're changing it because. It's the right decision um, for for what we can propose to support the community. And I guess overall, once these changes are made, the goal is to not only be more clear to residents, but also provide the best possible snow clearing that we would be able to, right? Uh, absolutely. And, and every storm and every event is a unique emergency in itself. 
right? Every It gives us an opportunity to do a whitewash at the end and, and view on how we did, how we did, where we can do better, you know, what obstacles did we have. Like, there, there's, there's unique aspects of... Uh, of uh, municipal work versus, let's say, highway work. You, you see the highway vehicles, you know, they, they're able to clear those roads. Well, they also have the ability to shut down the highway and, and get ahead of it. We don't have that luxury of shutting down all the roads within the town, and therefore there's extreme amount of ruts. There, there's a lot of catch-up, and then there's clean-up. So, you know, there, there's different methodologies of why you do things. Sometimes you go just to make accessibility. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It means it's accessible. It means you still have to drive to the conditions of the road. Um, and, and we try to go back and we try to do cleanup. And sometimes it's just not as effective. And, um, and it takes a little bit more effort in order to clear it to, to a higher standard, which we, we try to attain. You're right. The highway crews definitely have a lot. I don't know if easier job would be the the correct terminology there, but they can. You're right. They can shut down the highway. Where I was watching a plow in the city. There's a spot they were trying to get, and there's just traffic everywhere. Like I don't know how they'd be able to plow around that. Yeah, it's stressful. Like the you know my hat my my hat goes off and and uh, to to the team. Like they they put in a lot of hours. There's a lot of effort and and you know they they hear the complaints and they're very prideful individuals. They want to do what's good for the community. Um, but you know they're they're uh, you know I. I, I made sure that I, I was out in the community and I, I explored firsthand of, you know, the efforts that were going. I saw plows not able to go up roads because of how people were parked. Uh, I, I, I saw the amount of traffic or the inability to, to do what you need to. Uh, you know, we, we have uni- unique topographical concerns and issues because being on the Canadian Shield offers its own uniqueness. Uh, we've had to shut down, you know, garbage uh, garbage pickup because, you know, accessibility issues. So th- this affects not just our one operation area. Like, we, we, we try to maximize the resources. And then, uh, you know, crews have to be pulled off when there's a water break in order to manage water breaks. So we're managing critical infrastructure um, simultaneously at, uh, while these events are going on. So, you know, the individuals just see, well, my road didn't get plowed. But those resources are all out there. Every resource that's available is being used. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that really covers the snow clearing very well. But I do want to bug you about the ice grader. It, it does come up every year. <laughs> it's uh, from what I understand, it's like an additional piece of equipment that goes underneath a grader or a plow. Yes. Yep. And other places can use it, but Kenora can't use it. Would you be able to explain kind of the reasoning behind that? Well, um, yes and no. Um, we, we have a tremendous uh, uh, differential within our, our infrastructure. We have uh, so many different bridges, uh, the topographical issues, narrowness of roads. We, we have a lot of variabilities of, you know, different trains and, and accessibilities to, to these type of plows. So we, we look at, we, 
it's inefficient for us to use a plow for a 500-meter stretch and then have to replace the blade because it's not efficient for the next stretch that you do. You really have to look at what you can do with, with the equipment from beginning to end. Right? You have to maximize the ability for that, for that removal. And because of the individual, you know, um, uh, the way Kenora uh, is, it's unique in itself to any other community. Individuals like using benchmarking. Uh, and if we look at benchmarking, if you look at maybe the city of, of uh, Calgary and Edmonton, their local streets don't get plowed. Their ruts are everywhere. So, you know, benchmarking, you can look at different cities of, of what they require. It, it all depends on what's approved through their budget and the tools that are available. They're, they're trained. Their whole environment is completely different from another community. So, you know, the, the team, you know, we, we established yesterday, do we have the right tools? Are we using the right tools? Are we using them in the right capacity? Are we exploring that when these conditions change? Can we change those things? So we are definitely challenging the status quo and asking these questions. But the same answers keep on coming up is that in order to have efficiencies within these areas, um, the the main equipment that's being used is, is the most effective that they have um, for the work that needs to be done at this point. So with the ice grader, it almost sounds like it would just be too hard to use on a lot of the side streets, a lot of those back lanes, and it just wouldn't work. So it it would be a pain to always take it on, take it off. Absolutely. It would actually reduce the level of service because of the interchangeability, right? You, You can't do small stretches of roads with large pieces of equipment. Like you should be maximizing those routes. Right, so you go out and do run one stretch or do this area and and get that taken care of, and then you go to another. You also want to be careful with the type of graders and with your infrastructure. You don't want to be popping manholes and damaging infrastructure on the road because of the way uh, the roads are, are are designed due to the topographic. So we really have to look at the design. Um, the parameters and the efficiency within those models. So, yes, the, the, the equipment has been measured, has been managed, but they continue to look at new technologies as it comes available and see what we can do. I just want to thank, you know, the, the community for, you know, their patience. Uh, the, the team continues to go out. They, they had to shift from uh, plowing yesterday when the freezing rain came down and, and started sanding and salting. So this is, this is a very fluid type of motion of adapting to the conditions as the conditions change. So we appreciate everybody's patience and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're consumers and, and residents uh, in the area as well. And, and we we want to provide the, the best service we can to, uh, to our customers.